The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, April 19th. In today's news, a former Playboy centerfold reaches a deal that will let her dish on her alleged affair with the president. Castro rule in Cuba is coming to an end, and one of Donald Trump's top advisors is warning him that his lawyer will likely flip. But first, the big idea. Republicans are divided over trying to make the tax cuts permanent. Republicans heading into a contentious campaign for control of Congress are increasingly at odds over how to bolster their signature legislative achievement, the $1.5 trillion tax cut, amid signs that it is not the political gift they had expected it to be. House Speaker Paul Ryan aims to pass another massive tax cut this summer, which Republicans hope will rev up the GOP base and improve the standing of Republicans at the polls. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is under pressure to block a vote, which Republican campaign strategists worry could allow red state Democrats to vote for additional tax cuts and undermine one of the GOP's most effective lines of attack in conservative-leaning states. The Democrats voted against the big tax cut last December. This roiling internal debate underscores how the tax bill, which Republicans rushed to pass in December despite the enormous complexity of overhauling the tax code and what it would mean to balloon the deficit, has not become the campaign booster Republicans promised it would be. McConnell hedged this week when asked whether the Senate will also hold a vote on tax cut permanency. But privately, top Republican operatives trying to knock off Senate Democrats in states like West Virginia, Montana, Indiana, and Missouri don't want McConnell to take such a vote and are pleading with him against it, according to my colleague Erica Werner. For their part, red state Democrats appear ready to take advantage of a vote if Republicans schedule one. Here's the thing. There are enough Democrats who would vote against additional tax cuts because of how much they'd add to the deficit to stop them from going through. They need 60 votes in this case. That would mean that Joe Manchin, John Tester, Joe Donnelly, Heidi Heitkamp could vote for individual tax cuts and thereby undercut a major GOP line of attack against them in the fall. Republicans had bet that increasing the take-home pay of Americans would help them defeat Democrats in November. But several months after the tax cut started to affect paychecks, Polling shows the legislation remains unpopular. A Wall Street Journal-NBC News poll published this week finds that only 27% of Americans think the tax law was a good idea. One reason the numbers aren't moving is that the benefits overwhelmingly go to the richest 1% of Americans and the largest corporations, and they don't get to vote. Conservative leaders met with Speaker Ryan on Monday, and they came out of it expecting a vote in June or July, That would give lawmakers time to discuss the issue with constituents over the August recess and ahead of Labor Day, which is the traditional kickoff to the election campaign season. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, former Playboy centerfold Karen McDougal has reached a settlement with the tabloid publisher that owns the National Enquirer. The settlement means McDougal is no longer bound by the contract she signed in the months before the 2016 presidential election. 
The company bought but never published her story about the affair she says she had with Trump a decade ago. It's known in the industry as a catch and kill. One of Trump's best friends owns the National Enquirer, so buying the exclusive rights to her story meant it would never come out and hurt him. Under the terms of the settlement, the tabloid is entitled to 10% of any profit McDougal makes from reselling the rights to her story within the next year, up to $75,000 worth. But McDougal said she wanted to get out of the contract not to make money, but to make it right. McDougal says she and Trump had a 10-month relationship in 2006 and 2007, during which they met dozens of times at multiple Trump properties, including an apartment he shared with his wife, Melania. Their son was an infant at the time. Meanwhile, adult film star Stormy Daniels is still suing to break the confidentiality agreement that she has about her own alleged affair with Trump. Number two, he was born a year after the last shot was fired in the Cuban Revolution. He prefers basketball to baseball, and he clutches a tablet as he attends meetings with aging communists. Now, Miguel Diaz-Canel is poised to take over what may be the island's toughest job, being the first Cuban leader in 60 years who is not named Castro. Cuban President Raul Castro is expected to step down today. Yesterday, Cuba's National Assembly named Diaz-Canel as the sole candidate to be the next head of state. The selection of Diaz-Canel, an engineer by training who has been groomed for leadership, amounts to the dawn of a new era in a country so deeply identified with the Castros. They led the revolution that triumphed in 1959 and resulted in the most enduring communist system in the Western Hemisphere. But don't get your hopes up for a democratic spring. Diaz-Canel is unlikely to emerge as a Cuban Mikhail Gorbachev. He's likely to make decisions in concert with the country's communist brain trust. Number three. One of the president's longtime legal advisors, Jay Goldberg, warned Trump in a phone call last week that the president's lawyer and consigliere, Michael Cohen, would likely flip against him and cooperate with prosecutors if he's facing criminal charges. The Wall Street Journal reports that Goldberg told the president that on a scale of 100 to 1, where 100 is fully supporting the president, Mr. Cohen isn't even a 1, and that, quote, Michael will never stand up for you if charged by the government. Cohen has promised that he will stay loyal to Trump and would never flip. Goldberg also warned Trump that Cohen could agree to wear a wire and record conversations with Trump, so he told him to be careful. Goldberg also told the president to under no circumstance submit to an interview with special counsel Bob Mueller. At a news conference yesterday, Trump suggested that he's not rushing to fire Mueller, despite the speculation. But police departments around the country are beginning to prepare for massive protests if he decides to do so. In Pittsburgh, cops were told yesterday to start bringing their riot gear with them to work, just in case. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, April 19th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. I'll talk to you tomorrow.